You're listening to the 5-Minute Friday podcast episode of The Aligned Self. This is your host, Daniel Danovi. Okay, 5-Minute Friday, a short and concise podcast episode of The Aligned Self designed to leave you with a question, an idea, a strategy, a tip, a hack in order to give you greater access to your conscious awareness, evolving your conscious awareness, or give you greater mastery over your mind. Hello, friend, and welcome into this 5-Minute Friday. Today, I'm going to talk about a topic, how we process information in our head. I'm going to create a couple distinctions, uh, meaning that I'm going to make them distinct in your experience so it gives you more accessibility to what's going on in your head, what's going on with yourself emotionally. Now, I don't know if you're listening to the episodes in real time, if you've caught up with the episodes. If you haven't listened to the three or four episodes before this, where I've done a deep dive on vibration, I suggest you go back there and listen to those first, because that will, well, you could listen to this one first and then go back and catch up. But I don't want you to pass over this, because this particular uh, distinction that I create will give you a greater access to that whole process of up-leveling your vibration. It will also give you greater access to your emotional health and just shift your experience of life. Because once you become aware of this, you can begin to tune in to what's going on in your head, and it makes a profound difference in your emotional state, in the power of your emotional states. So the distinction that I want to create here is that of association and dissociation. Now, when we're associated, we think about the events in our life as if we're looking through our eyes. It's our point of view. We actually feel and are more in touch with the emotions than when we're dissociated. When we're dissociated, it's actually as if we're watching a movie of our life, where we're watching a movie of our participation out in the world. We're just one step removed or dissociated from the present moment. Now, when we're in the present moment, you cannot get any more associated than that. But understand that when we're thinking in the present moment, which rarely happens as a human being, but when we're in that present moment, we're just noticing, we're just observing our environment. We're noticing what's going on. We're just present to the present uh, activity. We're not really thinking about it. We're not processing it. Because the moment we begin thinking about the present moment, we're no longer in the present moment. We're just right behind it. We're just behind the curb, if only a few milliseconds. Now, I don't want to, I just want to make the point that the present moment is a point of association. It's from our point of view. We're looking through our eyes. It's happening to us now. Again, Association and dissociation is is talking about how we're processing the information in our head. Typically, when we're associated, our emotional states are going to be more amplified. We're going to be connected to how we feel in reference to what's going on. When we dissociate, we're going to be a little bit more emotionally detached. Now, some people, because of the different experiences that they've had in their life, they've learned to dissociate more than associate as a way to protect themselves from really feeling too much. 
You see, dissociation is actually a very valuable tool, but it can get out of hand. So this this aspect of dissociation, if you travel through the world more dissociated than associated, then you may be distant from your emotions. In fact, you've actually created distance from your emotions because at one point or another in your life, either through a series of events or one single learning, there were emotions that were just too intense to handle in that moment. It's possible because of those past experiences or that experience that you've developed a defense mechanism that is armoring or protecting you from feeling too much. Now, this is a topic that probably deserves a deeper dive in a future episode because we create subpersonalities and defense mechanisms as a result of these experiences. But I want to talk about association and dissociation in the context of pretty much normal everyday processing. So at this point, I just want you to become aware of how do you think about things? How do you process information typically? Because we have the ability to to utilize both aspects. And when we're healthy from a healthy point of mind, we are balanced. There are times when we fully associate to what's going on and other times when we dissociate. It's problematic for us if we are heavily uh, weighted to one aspect or another. If we overly associate to everything that's going on, it will feel as if our emotions are out of check. We feel like our emotional life is out of control. We feel so intensely. We're almost overwhelmed by the strength and intensity of our emotions. On the flip side of that, when we're overly dissociative, we have the experience of being a spectator to our life. We feel one step removed as if we're living somebody else's life, like we're a witness to it. We're not present to it. We're not really involved in it. And it feels somewhat dull. There is a lack of an emotional connection to what's going on in your life. More than likely, we've all gone through this process at one point or another, and it's usually tied to, say, a breakup or some something upsetting, some huge disappointment. And when we experience a loss of a loved one, we tend to dissociate, we retreat inside, and it feels as if we're just going through the motions, like we're sleepwalking through life. We feel almost numb to the world. And this is all the process. This is a self-defensive mechanism in place where we dissociate from our feelings. We're actually in a period of healing. And I've referred to this also in the past as going through the void. And when we're in the void, we're dissociated from the world. And there's a sense of confusion and withdrawal from the world. Food doesn't taste the same. The colors don't seem as bright. And it sometimes feels difficult to even feel any joy at all. Again, this is a period of healing. It's a way the body heals. You retreat from the world in order to process and integrate what went on. Now, understand, though, that if this happens or occurs too long, there is a sense of disconnection from the real world. We become disconnected and uh, almost apathetic to our relationships that we're currently in. And so if you find yourself in a point in your life where you've dissociated too much, where your life isn't or doesn't have as much flavor as it could, and your relationships are beginning to degrade, 
then understand that perhaps, just perhaps, you've not yet mustered the courage to actually face these emotions, to acknowledge and process these emotions, those heavy emotions, typically fear, grief, sorrow, anger. And then what's closely tied to that, tied to those emotions, is our unwillingness to actually accept what happened. Now, some people resist accepting, you know, what happened, you know, something that was upsetting, disappointing, um, a loss. We don't want to accept it because we think in some way we're condoning it. But accepting it is just basically saying, yes, it happened. It was upsetting. It was terrible. But it happened. You see, in our unwillingness or when we're unwilling to come to a point of acceptance, then we relegate our lives, we relegate our thinking to suffering. And so in that lack of acceptance, think of it too as we're dissociating or are distancing ourselves from the truth or the facts of the matter. And when we do that, when, you know, suffering is when we live in this idea that things coulda, shoulda happened some other way than the way they happened. But then we're faced with the reality. You know, we move from dissociated to this associated uh, awareness that, well, it did happen. And then we slip right back into that vicious circle. But it shouldn't have. It, it could have been different. But it wasn't. And the, But it should have had. It, it's that vicious cycle, that vicious circle that we go around in that causes suffering. I've heard no better description of suffering than from Buddha. Buddha said that the source of all our suffering is in our attachments. And by that attachment, we mean our attachment to expectation, how we thought it should have been or could have been. Now, the reason I went down that little road around suffering and expectation and acceptance is that someone needed to hear that. The other reason is that if you've gone through or had an experience recently that was somewhat overwhelming, and I went recently, I say within a year or two years sometimes, understand that if you're still in this space, it's a period of self-reflection. It's a period of protection, a period of healing. Now, this is where it you have to have some self-reflection or check in with yourself and look at the other areas of your life. When we dissociate too much, then we're not engaged in life. And if life is carrying on without us, I mean, it will for a while, but if you're losing a foothold on your job, if you're losing track of your relationships, meaning that you feel withdrawn and apathetic to your relationships, I suggest you go back and listen to episode 67. And episode 67 was on death, grieving, and gratitude. And know that that episode just doesn't address death. It also addresses any major disappointment that you've been unwilling or unable to accept or come to terms with. Now, let me circle back and talk about association and dissociation in the context of manifesting, of raising your vibration. Now, if you want to experience elevated states of being, then we want to associate to them, that we want to see them through our eyes, become very connected to them, draw those feelings, draw those images very close to us. For instance, sometimes, you know, it's said to assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled. And people try and picture in their mind, they try to imagine, what would it feel like for me to have this manifestation? And they don't connect 
viscerally to that experience. And so one way that we can become more associated is to get as specific as possible about the scenario. For instance, if we want a new car, picture yourself sitting in the car, smelling the leather, and pull all your senses into it. What would you be seeing? What would you be hearing? What would you be feeling? And connect to the different aspects of that experience. And how you determine whether or not that's working is that you feel a shift in your emotional state. We do this when we fall in love. We meet someone new, we become intrigued by them, we're attracted to them. And what we tend to do in our head is we begin associating first person to everything about them. All the positive aspects that we see about them, we draw them close, we make them big, we replay them over and over again. We bring in all our senses, especially our feelings. We tie our feelings directly to a look or a behavior or a touch. And then the flip side of that process is that we dissociate from all the negative or seemingly irritating little aspects. We make them very little. We shrink them down. We dissociate from them. We gain distance from them. They're not even important. And what is important? Those things that we magnify and bring close to us. So those little irritabilities, we shrink them down. We put them aside. They're not even important. They're dinky-do-little things. And then how do we fall out of love? Well, we flip that around we begin to associate with all the quote-unquote negative aspects of our partner or an individual. We magnify those little irritabilities. We focus on them. We draw them to our attention again and again. And we tend to dissociate from those positive aspects. We no longer appreciate them or or we're not being thankful for those because seemingly These other irritabilities, these other ways of being that they're brought into our relationship are now the focus of our mind. And so one way of counteracting that process is to begin to appreciate, just focus on those aspects that you appreciate, what brought you into the relationship, what did you admire about them in the beginning, and then amplify those, bring them close, make those the point of your attention, the priority of your focus. And as a consequence, those other irritabilities will begin to diminish and fall away through lack of attention, through lack of focus. Another way to access is by saying, I love and appreciate some aspect and be as specific as possible. And then you can even say, because. When we add the because, we add, when we add the because, we fill out the story. We have a whole story around why we're feeling what we feel how we're associating to that experience, what they mean to us, what the circumstance means to us. Let's go a different tag. What would it mean to have an extra $1,000 a month? What would you do with that money? How would you spend it? How would it change your lifestyle? You might say not much at all, but just think about it. If you were to have an extra $1,000 in your pocket that you could use any way you wanted, how would you use it? How would it impact your life? What would it make possible? What feelings would you have around that increased freedom? And then, not just one month, let's play it out over the next year. And you have an additional $12,000 a year at your disposal. And then, forecast it over five years. 
you'll have an additional $60,000 at your disposal that you didn't have before you invented, invited, attracted this additional $1,000 a month. I think that would make a difference over time, don't you think? Even as little as $1,000. So as we reflect back over that process of, of connecting yourself to how it will impact your life, what would it make possible, what would you be doing, how would you be spending it, how would you feel, that's associating to that experience. If you've not yet connected to all those different aspects of your intention of what you want to create, what you want to draw into your life, just understand that you've been dissociating. You're just removed from the real impact on your life, and you've not yet mustered or generated the energy around to draw that in. And so as we go forward here, let me just create a a little bit more distinction between the two, and I'm going to talk about associated, then compare that to a state of dissociation. So let's say associated, you have a sense of clarity. Dissociated, it's ambiguous. It's unclear. It's a little confusing. Associated, the images, the feelings are close. Dissociated, the feelings and the images are distant. Associated, the colors in our mind, when we're picturing it, they're amplified. They're very colorful. They're intense. They're up close. Dissociated, the colors are muted. They're washed out. Uh, Images are distant in our mind. We're distanced from those events, those experiences. We don't have the feeling connected to it. There's a lack of feeling. There's more, but armed with those distinctions, those ideas of the differences of contrast and comparison, then you can begin affecting some change, affecting some shifts in your mind and how you're processing your information, how you're thinking about your intentions and your manifestations, how you're thinking about life, for that matter, how you're thinking about your relationships. If you want to master how you process information, how you process emotion, how you amplify emotions and downplay experiences, then I suggest you get yourself enrolled in my course, The High Vibe Life. In that course, I go into detail how we process information in order to amplify our vibration, to actually focus on the vibration that we want to create in our life. To get started in that course, go to yesdaniel.com and follow the link to The High Vibe Life. And again, the link is in the show notes. Before I let you go, I want to leave you with a quote from Henry David Thoreau that really speaks to this whole aspect of association and dissociation. I went to the woods because I wished to live deliberately, to front only the essential facts of life, and see if I could not learn from what it had to teach, and not, when I came to die, discover that I had not lived. I did not wish to live what was not life. Living is so dear nor did I wish to practice resignation, unless it was quite necessary. I wanted to live deep and suck out all the marrow of life, to live so sturdily and spartan-like as to put rout all that was not life, to cut a broad swath and shave close, to drive life into a corner and reduce it to its lowest terms. So here's a toast to living deliberately and sucking the marrow out of life. Until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel DeNovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner-directed as you engage in the epic adventure. (laughs) 